found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. One o'clock hour. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself are with you Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Still to come this hour, Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. Uh, we will get into Iowa State. Of course, they had a big win over Kansas, shut them out 45 to zip. How much of the game did you watch, Trent? Uh, quite a bit. I had it on, you know, running some errands around the house, cleaning up, you know, one of those Saturday morning things because that game was boring. And Kansas is bad. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Really. And that's the thing. Okay. We've seen Iowa State blow people out, we've seen them pull up. But they just look physically. Like a completely different team than Kansas. Mm-hmm. Does that say more about the development of Iowa State? I think it does. I think it does. I really do. I mean, look at well, it should be Kansas stinks. Oh, they're awful, terrible. Where Iowa State is getting better and is way better than anybody thought. And I think Bill Benner pointed this out. I'm always if you got a quarterback, you got a chance, mm-hmm. right? And I still that that holds true. But the importance of the defensive line in college football shouldn't be underestimated, and mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to maybe depth at that yeah. at that those positions. And Iowa State's defensive front, even though they're rushing three a lot of times, um, but they're 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 getting the job done. And they're Ray Lima is out of his mind. Yes. Ray Lima is playing exceptionally well. I don't think I've seen Songamoa on the field the last couple of games, and he's listed in the depth chart behind him. Yeah. And now that now he's been jumped, well, I, th- I see it's an or Jamal Johnson, who who uh, spelled Ray Lima, gave him an opportunity. But that to me is the biggest difference in this Iowa State team is their defensive line, and that's why maybe they're better than some thought that because the defensive line has always been mm-hmm. subpar. Therefore, they usually have maybe one guy, a but guy, it's a yeah. depth issue, mm-hmm. right? And they've got some depth there, and they're building more, which is huge for them. Yeah, Vernell Trent. I think took the leap his senior year. Yep, he did. You need those kind of stories if your team goes forward. Mm-hmm. The, the guy that's been around, but just is kind of a guy. Justin Thomas last year yes. took a leap forward. You need those kind of guys to take that next step through, and up front they have it. And, you know, we talk so much, and sometimes we get caught up in the, the story of Joel Laney because it's so incredible. Mm-hmm. But the guys in front of him, you mentioned Ray Lima. I mean, just all over the place. Yeah. And, and Bailey. And a Javon lot of people. Bailey's been really good, too. People remember just the flip that he did against Texas, mm-hmm. but. He's a good player. And the depth that they're building, too. This is it's a real football team. That's, yeah, starting they, to take the looks. They one. look like a real football mm-hmm. team out there. I still think the offensive line, I mean, it hasn't taken the steps the defensive line has mm-hmm. taken. And, and if for them to get where they're going or want to go, obviously, which is postseason is six wins, which leads me to this. Because right now, Iowa and Iowa State are identically four and two. Mm-hmm. Um, they're halfway through their they're halfway through their season. Iowa schedule down the stretch. Iowa State schedule down the stretch. What's more likely? Because we both kind of I think going if we think back to where we had both of these schools, we both had them right around the six and six mark. I think. Yeah. Do you recall? Do you have it? I think I, maybe you were seven and five for Iowa. I think I was six and six. I think I even let's to get eight the official. Th- let's here it is. All right, 2017 predictions. You had Iowa State six and six. I had them five and seven. Mm-hmm. I like your side better than mine. You had the Hawkeyes six and six. I had them eight and four. And you must love my side way more now. There's no way they're winning eight games. No way. You still holding out that they can win eight games? You think they can go four and two down the stretch? Yeah, I think they get beat this week. That could happen. 
that could and happen. And they still got Wisconsin and Ohio State. Sure. I still don't think Wisconsin's good. I'm sorry. I don't think they're a good football team. I don't. They're going to run the table. Yes, and I still don't think they're very good, much like Iowa sounds two years like, ago. I was just going to say, sounds like a conversation I heard a lot of in 2015. Yes. I don't think they're that good. I watched a lot of the game against Purdue. Mm-hmm. They're fine. They're Wisconsin. They're the same Wisconsin wow outfit you, we've you? seen. Except that the running well, they always have oh, a running yeah, back. Oh, yeah, they though. always have yeah. running backs. They get they have an offensive line. They're good defensively. Mm-hmm. They're not different. Their schedule's different. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's I don't the disagree only with thing that. Different. I, I agree with that. They're top 15 good, but college football playoff good. They can get there. But I think I know what's going to happen. Yeah, like what happens at Michigan State. Remember right. what, what happens? Yes. That's what's going to happen. They're not that good. They're just not. They're but Wisconsin. they're the best team in the West, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The gap is significant between them. But Iowa's played well up there. Mm-hmm. They played a lot better in Camp Randall than they have in Kinnick over the last decade. Look, I would push Penn State to the absolute limit, mm-hmm. right? And when they did that, that gets your attention. The Michigan State game, well, I think, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Michigan State's building. I mean, they, they took a big step against Iowa, followed that up against Michigan, followed that up against uh, Minnesota this past week. I think Sparty's pretty good. So maybe Northwestern, Minnesota, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Nebraska. Four wins there. Nebraska, they will win. They will yeah. beat Nebraska. They'll beat Minnesota. They'll I, beat, okay, yeah, I agree. That's, and they'll beat Purdue. They will. Okay, so that's probably seven and five. Right. I mean, it's it probably is going to end up right in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. They'll win three out of four of those games we mentioned and lose to Wisconsin-Ohio State. But do you have them getting beat this week? I If I had to make a pick on Monday, Today. I'm leaning that Me way. Me too. It seems like there's a little too much sunshine floating out there right now. Hey, they're at 6-2 and two with Ohio State. Let's slow down. Mm-hmm. Still a pretty talented Northwestern team. Mm-hmm. A house of horrors over there throughout the years. No, you, Up 27-14, no give question. up 14 points. That was a decade ago, and on and on and on. It's mm-hmm. I mean, so I think there's too many people overlooking this game that shouldn't. I don't think Minnesota's very good. I, I watch that game against Michigan. Michigan so State control split, that football split game. between Northwestern and Minnesota? I, I think they—I don't know. I, it's it's too tight. I don't see them losing to Minnesota. So there's an automatic one for me. And I'm one and a half on the other, so. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll round up into it. I think they got a shot in everything against Ohio State, other than Ohio State. A shot in every other game. And that's why if I had to make a pick between six and six at eight and four, I'd still lean more eight and four as opposed to six and I six. I would go your way if the game was at Kinnick. And I know the last time they were at Madison, that was a hell of a football game. A tremendous football mm-hmm. game. No, I, I would go six and six, but I th- like you. I think it were, it's going to fall right in the yeah, middle. Right, if, right. if I had to re, if I had to redo now, yeah. Iowa State conversely, as we take that a look schedule, at schedule, it seems like it changes every week, doesn't it? Well, look, you, you it, go it's through maybe at halftime because Texas Tech was given West Virginia fits in yes. the first thirty yes. minutes, and then they got blown out of the building in the mm-hmm. second half. Uh, and, and Texas Tech is better defensively than than they were last year by a long shot. Yes. By a long shot. Horse and turnovers. I mean, was it game day was I listening to? Somebody said, I think it was game day, Nick Shimanick is the best quarterback in the country that nobody is talking about. I'd buy it. I heard that this weekend. I'd somewhere. buy it. It's, it's a system. You love Pat Mahomes. Well, I do. Oh, I'm telling you. Chiefs fans, be nervous. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, but they're not going to have to make that. They're not going to have to get nervous for a couple of years because I don't see him doing anything with Alex Smith well, other than keeping him there. Uh, Alex Smith. Kind of turned into Alex Smith yesterday, didn't he? Well, Pittsburgh does that to him, though. Pittsburgh, look, Pittsburgh's gone in there. What did I see the stat? 
Pittsburgh has not scored more than 20 points against the Chiefs in the last four games. They're 3-1 and one without scoring more wow. than 20 points. That's, wow. But yeah, 18-16 playoff game. Mm-hmm. They had the blowout win last year. Mm-hmm. That was the only one they went over 20. Oh, makes sense, but... Kansas City's got to get that figured out. Yeah. You got to get over the hump against the team. Well, like they that. they picked a bad day to have a hiccup because that yeah. entire division had a hiccup yesterday, yeah. with the exception of the Chargers. Back to the Cyclones. Okay, though. so four and two. Do you, can they beat Texas Tech this week? Yes, I don't think they will. But I yes, agree on yes. both counts. Yes, but don't think they will. TCU. Yes. You think they'll beat TCU? I think. I give them a better than thirty-five percent chance. Maybe sixty forty is where I put it. Sixty on the TCU side. Think it's t- so, so, if you're, so if you're right, they could potentially be bowl eligible before the calendar turns to November in your think scenario. Get I don't okay, think so. Get so get you think a split there? Yeah. So that's five yes. at West Virginia, probably not. No. Oklahoma State, probably not. Mm. Do you think? Mm, I don't. No. Baylor. Yeah. K State. Yeah. The thing with Baylor here's the Wildcats my, have fallen apart. They have. I agree with you. My pick for the college football playoff. Whoops. Jesse Ertz. Yeah, Baylor's final senior day will be when the, uh, when they host Iowa State in okay. week what I guess the ele- their eleventh game of the year they'll finish at TCU. What I'm hoping for is that Baylor has got off the Schneid, absolutely, and they still have to play Kansas. The game is in Lawrence, but they should beat Kansas, right? Yes. You don't want Iowa State to go to Baylor last home game of the year with Baylor still having that goose egg up on the board. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean And if they do have a if they're still winless at that time, then I could see them giving Iowa State all that they want. So they get to six. Is there seven? Where do you have them at six? Split in the next two. Mm-hmm. Baylor. Beat Baylor at six, K-State the final K-State game. K-State for seven. Mm, both seven. roadies. What kind of odds would I have to give you? Let's play this game. That Iowa State ends the regular season with a better record than Iowa. I wouldn't be shocked at all. So. I mean, and, and if that's the case, it would be seven and five. Yes. Because yes. I still think I was close. I, I still lean towards my six and six forecast prior to the season. So plus 150? Three to two? Yeah. Probably be a that good betting be line for it. That, that would be fair if that's where you're going to put it at. Iowa State at the Connick Casino. I put it up there. Mm-hmm. Iowa State finishes with a better regular season record, plus 150. And for Iowa, minus 200, something like that. Yeah. The Iowa with a better record. Yeah, probably fair. I think it is. I think it is. So it's, and if we would have said this three weeks ago, well, we that Friday after, after the Iowa game. Well, even that Friday after the Texas game, I mean, that, that would have been 8-1, to 10-1. Huge. Yeah. huge. A huge number you'd have to put on that because they looked awful against Texas. How does the team turn around like this? I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't. The defensive line is getting better. I think that's probably, you know, where, where it starts and ends. I mean, we knew David Montgomery was good. We knew mm-hmm. the receivers were going to be good. The quarterback, we thought he's going to be good. He's no longer there. Right. I mean, I guess he's going to school. This, this is the. I got to give him credit. I got to give Iowa State credit for this one. Very hush hush. Yes. I mean, normally I have a pretty good idea. Was I don't have a clue. Nothing I don't have at a all. Clue. I don't. Not a rumbling. Not yeah, a. Yeah, but you know what? If you fail the marijuana test, it because that was one of the first things. That's, sure. It's not a three-game suspension. Unless For failing is, a pot test? Maybe this is multiple. Well, I don't know, but, yeah. but even even if it's still, but then when was his first suspension? Well, you don't have to suspend. It's okay, so you go not, right to three? 
Matt Campbell drawing a hard and line for pot college kids. Yeah. This is this is week three. He's going to miss. So I have no idea what's going on with Jacob Park. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not on the depth chart this week. That's by the way. that's exactly right. Now was he on it last week in a clerical error? <laughs> is is that is he closer? I mean, apparently he was closer last week to being on the field than mm-hmm. he is this week because he's no longer listed on. But you know what? Kyle Kemp came in and and, and I know it was garbage time. And it's Kansas, right? So you got the double whammy there. A, it's here come the butts, but it's garbage time, but it's Kansas. I liked what I saw in Zeb Nolan. A you were bit. still watching at that time? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I wanted to, because I thought he was going to get his chance. Yeah. And he did. And he did. And he was actually, a, I mean, he looked okay. Yeah. I don't and, even remember what I was over to by that point. Maybe West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. At that time? Because that was the other game. I think that was the other game I was watching at that well, time. Well, I was trying Early to get window. Trying to get TCU uh, K State. When did they, that was like a three hour delay, wasn't yes. it? And then you know what? The, the crazy part is they almost got to the K State was K State was beat. Yeah, but they had to take them off the field again before they came to the end of that football game. I saw one of those a couple of Friday nights ago. It's never fun. No, that's right. You sat through one. Oh. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. He's going to join us next. Trent and I will get into Iowa State. Matt Campbell met the media today. Maybe Dylan's uh, got a little uh, clarity onto what's going on with what looks as to be their uh, former quarterback, Jacob Park. I mean, he's off the depth chart. That says a lot. That resonates a little bit. Uh, they will head to the head on the road and take on Texas Tech. What kind of Red Raider team are they going to see this week? We will find out from Dylan Montz next. Uh, Vinny I from the Sporting News will be here. We'll recap week number six as the Chiefs fall, as the Packers fall. The Bears and the Vikings, put them in the win column for your Chicago Bears, Trent Condon. Vinny Iyer at 140. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday from noon to 2 on 1700 KPGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Adaptability. No matter what the situation you're in, it's important. Fisher Plows knows that, too. And with that in mind, they've crafted the Fisher XLS Expandable Length Commercial Snow Plow. The XLS can expand from 8 to 10 feet, then angle the wings to a scoop or ultimate windrowing configuration. That's adaptability and efficiency. 30% more efficiency to be exact. Learn more about XLS and other Fisher Plows at Schuling Hitch Company, Des Moines, and Ames. SchulingHitchCompany.com. Why have over 3 million guys switched to Harry's Razors? Because at Harry's, we give you less. We make just one razor with five German-engineered blades. All you need for a smooth and comfortable shave. Ah. And we got rid of upcharges. 
By owning the factory and cutting out the middleman, we're able to sell our high-quality blades for half the price of the other guys. Now we're dropping the half-price sound effects guy. Wait, why? Not everyone can give you high quality for a fraction of the price. Harry's, one perfect razor. None of the extra noise. As a special offer for radio listeners, get an $18 shave set with an added bonus for free when you visit harrys.com and use code 2525 at checkout. Just cover a few bucks for shipping. That's harrys.com, code 2525 for a free shave set offer. Again, it's harrys.com, code 2525. Please note, no sound effects guys were harmed in the making of this radio recording. As a B emoji, there's nothing I love more than a strong shot of nectar. But getting behind the wheel when you're buzzed? That makes me want to sting. Drive sober and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. KBGG, Trent Condon and myself with you uh, until 2 o'clock this afternoon. 140, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. He's their national NFL columnist. He will join us uh, as we talk NFL and recap week number six. Right now, we recap Kansas. Look ahead to Texas Tech with the Ames Tribune's very own Dylan Mons. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, how are you? Doing pretty well, guys. How about yourselves? Doing well. Two-part question on the Iowa State quarterback situation, and it doesn't involve Kyle Kempt. Uh, any update on Jacob Park, as he's no longer on the depth chart? And then when Zeb Nolan got his chance late in the football game after the uh, outcome had been determined, 
What did uh, what did you come away as far as your first impression, Zeb Nolan, seeing game action? Yeah, first I'll speak on Jacob Parkin, and Matt Campbell was asked about it, and it sounds like the status for him really remains the same. Uh, he's inactive but is around the team and, and going to some sort of team function in that regard. But um, he's, he's no longer in the depth chart, mainly because Matt Campbell said uh, he didn't really want it to be a conversation piece beyond um, obviously the initial question of why he's no longer in the depth chart. So he is around the team, um, just not in a position right now to, to be active or be ready for a game. And then Zeb Nolan I came away uh, impressed with, and all the talk with him had been how good his arm was and how he's just trying to kind of get up to speed in terms of game reps because he is just still a redshirt freshman. But I thought he came in and played really well, uh, was 5-for-9, I believe, and, and threw a really nice ball, was able to drop it into some guys, um, you know, not necessarily into some tight windows, but into some difficult throws, I think, where guys had to go over their shoulder to catch it a little bit, but he really was able to put it on the spot and, I think it's encouraging. Obviously, Kyle Kemp has, has played well enough to put Iowa State in the position they are now. But just to show that um, you know they have another capable guy in the quarterback room while Jacob Park is is on this absence. Dylan, I asked you this a couple weeks ago, and I ask it to you again as we still don't have clarity on what's happening with Jacob Park. What percentage chance would you give us that we've seen Jacob pass throw his last pass for Iowa State? Yeah, I, I don't know if we've seen ever. Ever, wow, okay. Yeah, ever. Uh, I think he'll be back. Um, you know, I, it's hard to say whether it's this season, but uh, I think right now they really are committed to helping him through whatever this issue is and would welcome him back into, into I don't know, if being a starter or being a backup or some sort of role with the team, but I don't necessarily think he's, he's thrown his last pass. I do think we'll see him back at some point, but it's just so ambiguous right now about when that could be. Is it? Um, after the Texas Tech game, is it three games from now? Is it you know with two games left in the season? It's really hard to say, but I, I think he'll be back in some regard, in some capacity. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Dylan, I thought, that, and I've been hard on Everett Edwards. I, I thought he's been not out of position a number of times uh, this year, and, and, it, and it's really uh, cost uh, cost his defense. I thought this was his best game this past week uh, against Kansas. He's make some plays. Uh, he was in the right spots. Uh, Everett, Ed, Ed, Everett Edwards, who's been uh, um, you know maybe hit and miss some games. I thought he might have had his best game of the year. Yeah, I think so. And sometimes the light come on for different guys at different times. And then I think most of the secondary has been benefited from what Iowa State's done uh, in its scheme the last couple of weeks. They've really only kind of rushed three at times and dropped eight in coverage. And, you know, the linebackers have kind of sit the runs at times, but they really had a lot of help in the secondary with multiple guys dropping back in pass coverage. And I think that kind of helps guys know where to be in position because you have to take such specific roles and fit such specific gaps and cover guys when you drop that many. So I think uh, not only Everett Edwards, but a lot of the younger guys that have come in at times, whether it's Lawrence White or whether, you know, and you have Brian Peavy back there who's a veteran that can kind of help direct that at times, and Kamari Cotton-Moya in the back end as a free safety can kind of help get people in position too. So I think when they've had more guys back there, it's, it's obviously helped them because you kind of play your own area and you don't have as many opportunities to be out of position or make some of those mistakes. But I think they've done that well, and then they've also started to tackle a lot better than they, they did at times, certainly last year, but even at times this year. Well, the defense continues to take a step forward, especially up front. Uh, we talked about Ray Lima earlier and, and the leap that he continues to have, Ronell Trent 
in his senior year. How about that offensive line? You know, kind of looking at them, we we feel like there's still upside to be had, but it's kind of getting to that point where we got to see a push forward up front. What's the latest with the with the five offensive linemen you're seeing? Yeah, I think they've held their own. Uh, you know, they got bullied against Texas and really had a rough go there, but I think they've held their own for the most part against uh, Oklahoma and Kansas. And, and like you said, there's still plenty of upside for that group. They do have veterans with Jay Campos, obviously, at left tackle. And then Julian Good-Jones, I think, has played some, some pretty good football and helped that group kind of grow and mature. But they're still pretty young. And, uh, you know, they have uh, a guy who played defensive line last year still starting at a guard spot. They have... Um, you know, they're kind of uh, rotating right tackles at times between Bryce Meeker and Sean Foster. So they're they're far from a polished product. They are starting to get a little bit of traction, and that's all it's going to take for that group, I think. There's there's no magic wand you can wave over it. You just have to have game reps, those in-game uh, experiences to get better. You can drill it and scrimmage all you want in practice, but until you actually see it against somebody else in, in full game speed under the lights, um, that's what's going what's gonna to help this group grow, and that's what it's going to take for them to, to get better. But I think as more games come along, um, you know, whether it's this week, next week, and the weeks beyond, you, you, you'll, I think you'll see that group kind of come into its own even a little bit more. Hmm. Is Deshante Jones starting to uh, maybe gain some favor uh, in, in some – uh, in some coaches' eyes, uh, we we talked before the season. I thought Deshante Jones was going to really cut into Trevor Ryan's reps this year, and Trevor Ryan's just he's just a football player, a special teams player of the week in the Big Twelve for what he did this past week, um, and he really did it all. Whether he's returning one or covering one, um, got got a great block, obviously from Demonte Ruth when uh, to to spring him loose on that punt return. But Deshante Jones, in one play in particular, uh, Dylan, I'm sure that you'll recall him. Pretty sure it was right in front of the press box uh, as they were going to the to, to the north side. Or, um, but Deshante Jones, it was, I don't know, 17, 18, 19-yard play that looked as though he was going to be stopped a couple of times, and he just kept fighting. Kind of reminded me of his teammate David Montgomery and his willingness to, you know, to battle, uh, battle through yards after contact. Um, that play alone showed me that Deshante Jones is maybe starting to get it a little bit. Uh, he he might have had one of his better games this year. Yeah, I thought he played really well, and that play certainly sticks out to me too. I, I tweeted something similar that he did, like a, he did a David Montgomery impression almost with that. And I'm not even sure David Montgomery could have wiggled out of some of the arms that were wrapped around Deshante, but it really did look like he was going to come down at one point. But then he he did a, he, I think he just hopped straight out of the guy's arms and was able to go and fight for uh, 18 yard gain. But not really sure if he ever fell out of favor with anybody. It was just early on in the season, it was just a matter of Park and, and the offense kind of going a little bit more toward the taller receivers between um, Marchie Murdoch, Keen Butler, Al Mazard, just because that's what the matchup dictated. But when you're trying to go fast, um, you're trying to go in the slot, you're trying to get a, the, the speed up in the offense, you'll look for guys like Trevor Ryan or Deshante Jones. And I think he's kind of, um, you, you know, he's had his ups and downs, certainly in terms of catches versus not being um, utilize maybe as much as he'd want to. But I think the thing that coaches have talked about with those young guys, whether it's David Montgomery or Deshante Jones, they've really um, never let it discourage them. They, they're they guys that come to work uh, every day, and you know they don't get too down about things like that. And I think that's kind of what they need. He kind of understands that they have a lot of weapons at wide receiver, and you know, you're know you not always going to get the ball four or five times a game. you got to make the most of whatever opportunities you have, and 
Um, you know, it certainly it, it didn't make a difference in the game on Saturday, but that, that catch is pretty big and just showcases another weapon that Iowa State can go to, um, you know, and makes it harder for defenses because there are so many options. Dylan, uh, you find Garrett Owens, get him from Oregon State, fifth-year guy. He's been very good th- this season. Trevor Ryan, a punt return. Special teams in general, been a bright spot, you'd have to say, Colin for Iowa Downing. State. Yeah, and Downing uh, continues to be a stud back there. Is special teams, all coaches give it lip service, but does it seem like Matt Campbell and his staff put a little bit more into the special teams? Yeah, I know they put a lot of emphasis on it, and, uh, and tons of players after the game said, um, you know, in conference games, certainly special teams can make the difference, whether you're sound on coverages or, um, you know, missing a field goal or a shank pun can really kind of change the course of things. And uh, the, the thing is, I think they've had guys – really buy into into that special teams role. That's the thing Matt Campbell and his staff kind of talked about when they came in. They wanted to play a, a, you know, a heavy number of guys and, and have them find a role on the team, whether it's um, you know, whether you're the starting quarterback or whether you're a gunner on special teams. They wanted everybody to kind of find their niche and have some sort of role on the team. And I think guys have really kind of embraced that idea. Um, you know, and, and, and that's what they work on in practice. They work to kind of perfect that that mentality and, you know, the technicality of, of playing special teams. So I think um, that's really been an asset. And, then, you know, against Oklahoma, it certainly made the difference with Garrett Owens um, kicking those field goals to kind of help keep Iowa State no in that game. And then, um, you know, it, it kind of helped lift Iowa State early on in that uh, game against Kansas when Trevor Ryan recovered that fumble that kind of helped lead, to, lead them to that first score. And then, Obviously, his punt return for a touchdown put him up two scores, and they didn't really look back after that. But special teams has been really big for them, and um, you know certainly it'll be it'll continue to be that way. We've gone twelve minutes. We haven't spoken about Joel Landing, so I'll just get his convers- his name in the conversation and move on. Um, Willie Harvey didn't play a ton, I don't think. Uh, he was injured. Tried to get back on the field. Uh, but but Lanning's, Lanning's to uh, the, the other linebackers, Marcel Spears, to me, there's not a game goes by that just makes you, you know, it looks like Iowa State's really got something here. I know Lanning gets all the uh, all the hype and all the pub, understandably so, with the quarterback middle linebacker uh, situation there. Uh, but Spears has been really, really good and was again this past week. He was back in coverage. I think he had a couple of pass breakups. Marcel Spears again had a big week. And Willie Harvey, I don't think he's 100%, is he? Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's quite 100%. I think Matt Campbell said he played 14 or 15 snaps, and they were really just kind of trying to work him a little bit back into getting those that, that game speed feel. Again, he's still kind of dealing with that hamstring, and they said that that's kind of the number one thing this week in terms of injuries is to try to get him back healthy and 100% because they obviously need him. He's he's um, you know proven to be solid and capable at linebacker. He had that pick six. Uh, Iowa State's first touchdown of the season was his pick six, so he has some athleticism too. But um, kind of going off that a little bit with athleticism, Marcel Spears I think has continued to be that mm-hmm. for that defense. He's he's has good instincts. He's quick. Um, you know he's a hard hitter, so he can really kind of affect defenses and. As Joel Lanning kind of uh, was learning the position on the on the fly early early this season in those few games, and I think he still is continuing to learn and grow in that role. But I think Marcel Spears playing alongside him um, with his athleticism really was an asset to not only Joel but the entire defense. So I think it's been a a real bright spot, which is 
is kind of wild considering when you talked about coming into the season, the linebackers were supposed to be kind of this iffy, questionable yep. thing. But I think they've really turned out to be, um, uh, along with the whole front seven, I think a, a real um, a bright spot, not only to the defense, but the entire team. They've kind of lifted up that group quite a bit. No question about it. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Thank you, Dylan. We'll take our last look at Texas Tech, Iowa State on you on Friday with you. Thank you. Yep, thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you, Dylan Mons. Read them at the Ames Tribune, amestrib.com. Teddy Bridgewater is off the pup list and is going to practice on Wednesday. How long is it going to take? Three? couple of weeks. See, the bad part is he's not going to get in. There's no preseason for Teddy Tech. Right, right. It's here. You could throw him out there. Um, Case Keenum's been playing okay. He has? Yeah, I agree. With that defense, you can get away with Case Keenum. And that defense was really good again. Look, it's too bad Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to go the distance. I was looking so forward to that game. Um, and, And I think that the Vikings fans, yes, they got the win. And I know it's the NFL, and you don't feel bad for anybody when injuries hurt, right? But... This is one of the most respected guys in the game. And even though he's on there, he's, he's, your, he's your enemy. And Aaron Rodgers, as a Bears fan, as a Vikings fan, you didn't want to see the Vikings win the way that they did without him on the field. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. I, you was, at, I was at the Monday night game up in Lambeau when he got knocked out by the Bears. Mm-hmm. I didn't walk away feeling any more <laughs> diminished. <laughs> I was in Lambeau and saw the Bears win. Yeah, It might have been with Seneca Wallace back there running around. I didn't care. Walked out with a win. But and I'm the, sure there are plenty of Vikings fans that had that yeah, same thought But yesterday. the NFL's better when Aaron Rodgers is in it. Well, of course. That's easy to say as a Broncos fan. When you got to see that guy twice no, a year, it's no, not no, as no. easy. I, I think I would feel the same way. I mean, I don't, I don't think that there was a Raider, a, a Chief... Or Charger, even you know Philip Rivers. I wanted Denver to beat Philip yeah, Rivers. Yeah, but he didn't lose every time to Philip Rivers. No, he seldom lost. Right. right. Yeah, you lost every time. So it's a Aaron little Rogers. bit different. I get that. You got a different kind of perspective. He's so damn good. Yes. He, and he is an entertaining to watch. No question. And he about seems it. like a good guy. I think he is. And those things all there, but strictly in football terms. I'm not going to lose any sleep with Aaron Rodgers and another broken collarbone. Yeah, the league's better when he's in it. I, that's how I feel anyways. I mean, the, we, before we went on the air, who's the favorite in the NFC? It's the Eagles is the answer. I guess, but I don't feel confident about it. It's not the Cowboys. No. Not the Seahawks with that offensive line. No, no, no. You know looked good yesterday? I mean, the, the, how about the Saints? Three defensive scores yesterday. Yeah. Three. And, of course, Stafford put him on his back, and they came roaring back. I thought they were going to cover. Backdoor cover. I really did. I felt like it <laughs> late in that game. That's why I took Detroit, because they always cover right. late in the game. We'll take a time out. More NFL conversation. Vinny Iyer's here to join us next. Trent and I are here with you Monday through Friday, noon to 2 at 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. 
When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere, and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal. And the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll, just west of 30. First Street. Do you see cracks in your foundation, brick, or drywall, or doors and windows that stick? These are all signs of serious settlement issues. Call Midwest Basement Systems for all things basementy. Basement waterproofing, basement structural repair, foundation settlement repair, and wall straightening and bracing too. Our engineered solutions will stabilize and lift your home back to level, putting you back on solid ground. Call Midwest Basement Systems today. Midwest Basement Systems got the fix call 289 Big Al's Barbecue is happy to announce his second location is now open at the Ramada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive. With two locations, there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area. Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone. Big Al South now offers barbecue brunch buffet on Sundays from 11 to 3. Don't forget about the original Eastside location just 900 feet north of the A.E. Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side and now open on the South Side of Des Moines. Big Gals Barbecue. In this tight labor market, finding new employees can be tough. Whether you're the business owner or an HR professional, you want access to highly qualified candidates fast. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, no matter the industry, with Indeed you get immediate access to a high-quality pool of talent with no long-term contracts or upfront fees. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Independent research shows six times more hires are delivered through Indeed than any other job site, making Indeed your one-stop source for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash offer. That's Indeed.com slash offer. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. 
Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Welcome back. Final segment here, a Monday edition of the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon uh, and myself with you from noon until 2 uh, each and every weekday. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News scheduled to join us. We hope we can catch up with Vinny that uh, he didn't get called away. Recap week number six, in case you missed it. Uh, for you Viking fans out there, Teddy Bridgewater is off the pup list the physically unable to perform, and he is going to practice on Wednesday when the uh, Vikings next take the field practice-wise. Team is off tomorrow. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, Case Keenum, has been, Case Keenum has been okay. Not great, but he's been okay. Teddy Bridgewater, and what does that uh, do down the road to Bradford? I think it, did, it was Jake Glazer, Trent, that reported yesterday morning that um, the severity of Bradford's knee might be to an extent that it might be career-threatening. Wow. Yeah, Jake Glazer reported that. He's pretty well-connected in the sport, too. I mean, he's got a lot uh, um, of the, air quote, insiders. Mm -hmm. I think he trains a lot of these guys, right? Mm -hmm. I think he's got as much credibility as anybody. Schefter's got a ton of, obviously, connections. I think that uh, Jake Glazer's pretty well-connected. Well, and very interesting. So it started, it was, they didn't know. After week one, right? Didn't know when it happened. Bone bruise. Mm -hmm. Then we find out last week before he played, it wasn't a bone bruise. It was something else, but they didn't know what. Now you're hearing. And then we saw him on the field with our very own eyes to realize that this is not the same guy. Well, and PA told us Friday, because I asked the question, how do you put a guy out there? Mm -hmm. He said he looked incredible. That's what he said. He was stepping into his throws and everything that we were But it's practice speed versus Mm -hmm. game speed. It's a different animal. And guys at your feet. Stepping into throws, pressure from behind, you know, yeah. all the things that go into it. Yeah. It's completely different, but it, it just it's incredible where you put a guy out there and you think you're fine. All right, yeah, mobility's down, all those things. But he could throw the football. Game starts. He could not throw the football Monday mm-hmm. night against Chicago at all. Mm-mm. And they look, there's nothing in there. I, and then you got Teddy, you know, sitting there. Because I thought he was ascending. I thought he was getting better mm-hmm. coming into life. I want. I was anxious to see just the progression because yeah. his first year, his rookie year, you could see flashes. Then I thought, you know what, the, the Vikings got themselves a quarterback here, uh, and then not so much. So we'll see where he goes uh, and, and when he goes. 
But um, look, that that division, as long as 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 well as that conference, completely wide open. I mean, we thought Dallas was maybe going to be the team. We thought Green Bay was going to be the team. Atlanta last year was the team. Atlanta let the Miami Dolphins come back and pick you off this week. So the NFC is a complete crapshoot at this point, I think. Uh, the Redskins struggled against C.J. Beathard. The Redskins looked as though they were going to run away with that football game. Beathard comes in, gives them a spark. The North, um, the Lions now 3-3. Three and three. There's st- the, the Vikings probably at this point would be the slight favorite in that division. Out West, the Rams or the Seahawks. I guess by default, Trent, it's the Eagles. Yeah, and I don't feel confident in it. I mean, if you had to, you had a free. And we get bet. them on Monday night, right? A week from tonight, Redskins Eagles, pretty good game. That's a good game. Really, really good game. Redskins survived one. C.J. Beathard gave them a spark. He did. I thought he was going to lead them to victory. I yep. really did. I thought, you know what? This guy's going to bring them back. And the starter going forward. Yes. C.J. Beathard announced it right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I thought he was going to be a pro. Yes. But I thought Ricky Stanzi was going to get a chance to play in the league, too. He was a pro. Right, but didn't get a chance to play. He never threw a pass. Still baffling. Was it his rookie year when they were awful? And there was like three games Mm, left. I don't remember. It was either either his first or second year, and they kept throwing out terrible quarterbacks Mm -hmm. and never gave Stanzi a shot. I'll never understand that for the life of me. But to Beathard, this quick? I mean, first of all, it was a shock when he was selected. Well, C.J. Beathard, the junior... Mm-hmm. Opposed to C.J. Beathard, yeah. the senior. If you go back to his jun- junior year, but even you, then, you did, not a rookie starter. No, I didn't think he was going to be a rookie starter, but I thought he was an NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I think most people could see that, but, but not after their senior year. The the, the people that were on the fence yeah. jumped off the fence and right onto the no way side of the right. of the yard. And now he's out there and he is the starter mm-hmm. going forward. Now it's a bad football team, and yeah. and you want to see what no, you've got. They, they've been close in every single in every game. game. True, but can't find a way to win. Sure. So that's how you want to be as a bad team, right? Mm. Yeah, but be you know, bad, unfortunately for C.J. Beathard, you know where this leading, right? This is leading to a Darnold or whoever the quarterback that you want. To bring in Sam Darnold. Oof. He's not that good. No, I don't think he is either. I'm with you. I don't think he's great. No. I mean, he certainly, has a, he certainly doesn't look as though he took the step. When he got his chance last year and, and finished up in that bowl game, you're thinking, oh, my God, this guy's going to be yeah. – Unbelievably good next year. Looks like Given he's the Heisman to right much. now. Maybe, maybe. Hey, there's there's windows where he's trying to put it in there. There's no shot. Mm-hmm. And in college, you don't have to try to make those throws. No, but you do at the next level. You do at the next level. Right. Maybe that's what it is. He's trying to show he's an NFL quarterback. So, already. did we learn more yesterday about Pittsburgh or Kansas City? Premature Ooh. to write off Roethlisberger coming like off that, that bad loss. You know who was out of his mind yesterday? Levy and Bell. He was. I mean, he, that's the best game he must have had all year. Now, he missed training camp mm-hmm. with the holdout. The patience that he has, I, I love That's that incredible, guy. isn't it? Watching him wait for the hole to open up and, and the blocks to develop before he gets into, hits the hole. And um, and then once he does, you just can't bring him down. He's unreal. Uh, Vinny Iyer, Sporting News is here. Vinny, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We've got like six or seven minutes left before we run out of show. So uh, Trent and I have been kicking this around all day. Um, who's the best team today in the NFC now that we've seen what's happened to Aaron Rodgers? Uh, we thought maybe it was going to be the Cowboys, but they don't look as though they're going to take that. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? I think for now they are. I think it's a work in progress to see who is the best team. I think it's more wide open than we thought. 
I'm not sure Minnesota right behind them is is the second best team. I think you have to look at Seattle. It opens up opportunities for them again with the uh, week off. And then you have to look at the New Orleans as a team I mentioned with Drew Brees. And if that yeah. defense starts to make plays like that, you cannot forget about them. And they started 0-2. So who knows? We don't know anything that's going on. All these teams that struggled uh, down with the Cowboys and Falcons, where they could get it going and get hot here too. So I think it's very wide open this year. And it's kind of what we've seen the past few years. The NFC is very unpredictable. The AFC pretty much has the same few teams. Give us a little more on the Eagles, a team that I, I think a lot of people maybe missed Thursday night since the Cubs were on. And as you know, Vinny, that kind of matters around here. I know a good front, Carson Wentz taking the step forward. What else makes this Eagles team so good? Well, I think you have to look at their lines. Their offensive line and defensive line are each one of the best in the league. And it's all really, everyone says it starts up front, it really does. Because it allows you to not be as great at other positions. If you're getting pressure on the quarterback, you can get away with maybe Young saying they're struggling and doesn't have Ronald Darby back there. So, Fronts on uh, most of these teams are successful. That's where it starts. Mm. Vinny Iyer uh, from the uh, Sporting News. Vinny, uh, with with no Aaron Rodgers, I know that you know Mike McCarthy was saying the right thing. Uh, that Brent Hundley is going to be the guy. They're banged up on. They're banged up all over the place. The defense is really going to be tested uh, now more than ever. Where does Green Bay turn if indeed Rodgers can't come back this year? Is there? I mean, if Kaepernick wouldn't have filed the grievance or the lawsuit, whatever it is, um, if he it, timing being everything, if he would have held off, would he have got a chance with Green Bay? Do you think? And and or or do they are they satisfied with with Brett Hundley at least for now? Well, you know, Brett Hundley is a guy that. Uh they thought would get some trade calls in the same way that you've had with uh, A.J. McCarron or Jimmy Garoppolo, those type of calls. I think the Packers are pretty high on him. It's very hard. You can't really assess him until he gets a full start where he get, is prepared to go into a week as a starter. So we'll go from there. I think he did a few good things. The numbers didn't show that. But I, I think you have to kind of readjust to some of your thinking. But then again, you can't really change your entire offense. And I think that's what the Packers do. They trust the system. They trust the players they draft to uh, come through when needed. So no Kaepernick, you don't think, though? I don't think so. I think he would have already been in the mix. And keep in mind, this is a team that's not necessarily too deferring with their zone read and all that. Right. They're a team that wants to move the quarterback around and throws it downfield. And I think Hundley, they're going to probably prepare him to play like Aaron Rodgers, even though he – won't be at that level. They'll have to keep the playbook open for him. Vinny, we get a crap fest of the AFC South tonight. Colts, Titans. Are the Jags going to win that awful division? I think it's wide open. I think right now it's potential for a three-way tie if the Titans win. So yeah, I think they've all beaten each other in like a weird situation there. So I think it's wide open. It's going to probably come down to quarterback play. So when you look at that, it's either Watson or Mariota's team that's going to do it. What did we learn yesterday about the AFC West? The Chargers, who beat the Raiders, uh, the Chiefs lose, the Broncos inexplicably lose to, at the time, the winless New York Giants, and that wasn't a fluke. The Giants just beat the crap out of them. What do we know today about the AFC West that we didn't this time yesterday? Well, I think offense is still concerned. I mean, the Chiefs had a few injuries going in. The Raiders, I don't think... They can trust to just say Derek Carr go win the game. I mean, Mark Cooper's struggling, and you look at Denver; their offensive line was getting the running game going. But now you lose Emmanuel Sanders, Trevor Simeon. If he doesn't protect the ball, they're not going to have much of a chance to win. So, 
I think I look at all these teams, still a lot of offensive question marks, even with Kansas City, the team that was scoring better than everyone else, all of a sudden you look at the Steelers game and you wonder if some things weren't right around Alex Smith in that game. Last thing, Vinny, uh, the Patriots, like they they needed a, a ruling to go their way. I mean, still would have been, at best case, tied in all likelihood, but they were night and day to beat the Jets. They're 4-2. and two. They're in a real tussle with the Bills who were off this past week. Do we think that it's the, you know, at the end of the day, will the Patriots still be the team standing, comes out of the AFC? It appears to me that their sense of, uh, they look vulnerable for the first time in a long time. Yeah, they look vulnerable. I don't think there's any perfect teams as you've seen with even Kansas City and Pittsburgh of late. I think every team is beatable with the wrong plan there. But I think New England is very much beatable right now. they got to figure out ways to put away some teams like we expect New England to do. We haven't quite seen that yet from any of the games this season. Good stuff, Vinny. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. He joins us to recap week number six. Well, Trent, let's get the final couple of minutes here. Tomorrow, Jordan Burnfield on the Cubs and the Dodgers game three. We've got a game three tonight at Yankee Stadium. Sabathia, Charlie Morton. It's a must win for the Yankees, do mm-hmm. they? Yeah, I think they get I do, done. too. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm jumping on the Yankees. You got a feel in this Monday night garbage? You said Mariota uh, is going to play. But that's what, uh, who was it? Chris Mortensen was okay. reporting that. So he's pretty confident there. Uh, I don't. I'm, you know, I'm probably going to watch more baseball, I mean, and I love yeah. Monday night football. I do wish that we had Dodgers-Cubs tonight. Oh, sure. As that make it easy, right? Yeah, right, right. It'll be a flip back and forth and mm-hmm. see what sticks. Yeah, no Andrew Luck. No. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a yuck game. Now, next week, we've got the Redskins and the Eagles in this spot. That's a good Thursday game. night, we've got Raiders and Chiefs in this spot. So, so that'll, be, that, that'll be fun on an abbreviated week. But I think that they, um, I think the Yankees close to within a game. We shall see. Trent, right. uh, real quick, what do you and Jimmy B have today? Uh, John Bonacamp will be stopping by. We'll talk some Hawkeyes with him and a big Dodgers fan. Oh, yes, so he is. He'll be looking to rub it in. Uh, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, Zubin Mahente will be by. And uh, hoping to run down Mark Simon from ESPN. Good get. If you can get him, we will be back tomorrow noon until 2. Trent and I are here with you Monday through Friday talking local sports over your lunch hour, noon to 2, right here on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. quarterback Kurt Warner here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One as we get set to bring you AFC South action from Nashville, the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts. And Kurt, these division rivals have a lot of similarities, including a two and three record and quarterback issues. Trying to figure out who these two teams are. Indy, they've really settled in and played a lot of close games, uh, so they're getting better as a football team. And then Tennessee, I'm trying to figure out who they are as a team. I mean, they're a team that defensively gave up 57 points a couple weeks ago. Not really an identity right now with this Tennessee Titan team, and I want to see if they can change it around because a lot of people expected them to be a playoff team this year. Okay, an important division win is on the line when the Colts take on the Titans on Monday Night Football.
Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Napa know-how. Even if the forecast doesn't call for rain, it calls for Trico Force Wiper Blades. Now $15 off when you buy a pair at Napa. Because in reality, a little water's no biggie compared to leaky garbage trucks, swarms of insects, or parking under a tree. So grab a pair of Trico Force Wiper Blades and get $15 off. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer ends 10 Want to know my favorite word? Simple. It's how I run my life. Wear the same work boots every day? Simple. Have the same lunch? Simple. Take the same route to work? Simple. But sometimes my job gets complicated. That's why I use Granger. No matter what issues the job throws at me, Granger keeps things simple. Online ordering? Simple. Managing my inventory? Simple. And if something pops up, Granger's got my back with 24-7 customer support. Simple as that. Call, clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Here's a list of reasons why AT&T prepaid is a great prepaid choice, according to Julius and Deb. When you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. When you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. I just said that. Well, it's worth repeating. AT&T prepaid has no annual contracts. And AT&T's reliable network. There's no hidden fees. No credit checks. No compromises. No strings attached. AT&T prepaid has plans for people who like great prices. Plans for people who like great deals flexibility reliability customers named deb customers named julius customers in albuquerque customers in springfield which one all of them the list is long really long thanks julius thanks deb you're welcome announcer guy no matter your reason switch to at&t prepaid to get a new zte maven 3 smartphone for free and all the advantages of at&t's reliable network with no compromises limited time offer available at participating at&t stores requires new line of service 45 or 65 dollar plan and auto pay reliable network claim for third-party sources fees coverage and other restrictions apply details at att.com slash prepaid. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358.